my thing I want to fight for right now is listening to the planet and the earth and nature. Welcome and thank you for listening to Here's to the Future, a podcast series by Stripe in which we invite artists and thinkers from the Stripe network to share their thoughts about our future. This time we meet with digital art and virtual reality director Iris van der Meulen. With a background in animation, she started developing interactive and poetic virtual reality experiences that evoke emotion and raise awareness for the topics she addresses. Welcome Iris. Thank you for joining the Skype podcast today. Before we dive into your work, there's one thing I would like to know. Um, are you more of a morning person, so an early bird, or more of a night owl, and why? <laughs> uh, definitely a night owl, because I don't know why, I think during the night my energy level starts to like go up or something. I, I can concentrate very well if it's like midnight, like 12 o'clock or 1 or 2 a.m., uh, so I'd rather like sleep in in the morning and wake up late and then start working. I already figured because you graduated as an animation designer with the VR experience Inked Swart, uh, that's pitch black in English. So I already had a, a quite a <laughs> clue that you were more of an idol. And the animation or the VR experience actually was nominated for a prestigious Gouden So congratulations with that mm. nomination. Thank you. Um, it might be quite a challenge to explain the experience in a podcast because it's only audio, but maybe we can give it a try. Can you tell me a little bit more about the... Uh, yeah, story? I can. Uh, I will try my best. <laughs> uh, Ink Swart or Pitch Black is a virtual reality experience about the MH17 plane crash. Yeah, I call it like a virtual monument, sort of that honors the crash and remembers it in a very poetic way. So yeah, this the scene it's sort of basically like stepping into paintings that each like each painting addresses a certain element of the MH17. So one scene is about the victims, uh, one scene is about the the villagers in Ukraine, one about the relatives, one about loss in general. And the viewer can sort of in its in his their own pace uh, visit these scenes and like be there for as long as they want and they can leave. And at the end, if they've seen all the scenes, they can even put down a virtual flower and the entire VR experience remembers all the flowers of all the people who were there. So that's sort of that real life monument back into a VR piece. So uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's it. In a Sounds nutshell. really impressive. <laughs> and um, uh, how did you come up with the subject? Um, I don't have any personal relationships to the MH17, but I do really remember when the crash happened because in the Netherlands, of course, like it was obviously like all over the news because there were a lot of Dutch people in the, in the plane, uh, but also the way the, they organized like the funeral procession, how they like went with like hundreds of cars and they drove the people that passed, uh, yeah, to the, to the airport. That was like so impressive to witness. And I think it sort of really, yeah, made a huge impact on me in general and be like, oh, I, I, I want to do research to, to well, this event and how it affects people. And that's sort of how this project sort of came to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what was the reaction of the people that experienced it? The, the reaction in general was that people thought it was like a very beautiful approach and very like, uh, yeah, subtle and calm. So 
like not in a like intense or traumatizing way. That's not at all like what the work is. And they thought it was a yeah a, a beautiful approach to also honor the, these people instead of like uh, creating like a sculpture in a beautiful garden. You know that's also a way to do it. And they just thought this is an interesting approach from a digital maker to do the same thing actually, but then in a, a different medium. So, but a lot of people. I also run into people who did lose someone in the crash and. For some of them, it's of course hard to see this, but also the most reaction that I got was that they thought it was really beautiful and poetic. So I was happy that it was received well by them, especially. Uh, and uh, what was your first encounter with creating VR? The first uh, VR that I ever created was in, in my art school. I was in the second year and that was about the 9-11 plane crash. So sort of <laughs> I see a link plane. there. <laughs> I am a little bit fascinated by plane crashes in general. Um, and it sort of came to me because in that same year, that was the first time I actually ran into virtual reality itself in a museum. And I never really heard about it, you know, and it was still in a very early stage. And I put on the VR headset. It was a work called The Nail Polish Inferno by Jeffrey Lillemon. And it was like so crazy and so immersive. And I was like, whoa, this is so interesting uh, for an artist to make something in a world that is like so immersive and then I don't know I was driving my car one day and I just thought I, I don't really I can't even really explain how it happened but I was just driving I was like whoa uh, what would happen if if you can like step in the shoes of people who experience something really awful but not in a way like I want to make a simulator and be like oh this is really what it was but really to try and understand that feeling uh, like of, yeah, being in a very, very bad situation. Also to sort of try and understand like how bad this, must this feel for like relatives. It was a really, really weird thought process, I must say. And um, so I started doing research to the 9-11 crash. And in the same way, I started like building scenes around also certain topics that I thought was interesting or very like intense in a way. And um, yeah, and then it sort of became this sort of also poetic piece or something. It was, it was not at all like, oh, this is literally what happened in the Twin Towers, but it was more like the path that I think you go through emotionally uh, but also very subtle and calm in a way, not to make it a very intense and scary experience. Uh, but that was, yeah, my first VR. And I still am also a little bit shocked by it still that I made that. And sometimes I look back at it and I'm like, ooh, because <laughs> that one is quite, it, it's more intense than the MH17 one, I would say. The poetic piece of your work that's quite important you say um, yeah. where does that come from um i think because oh, i studied animation uh like officially even though i haven't really started doing vr during my animation bachelor uh but the fact that animation sort of um you can totally create your own world and your own story with it uh, and there's like no boundaries, you know, there's no physical boundaries. And especially having that principle in VR even enhances it more. Like you can create an entire world where real life laws and physics don't work. And you can make 
like a story or an experience that can really dive into a type of like a certain type of emotion to show someone in a different way than we could do in like a, a live action film or like a, a documentary you know um so it went sort of hand in hand with my fascination for animation in general the fact that you can create these type of worlds and that's how i sort of went in this poetic approach to really dive in like okay how can i make a person feel loss or or something very simple like uh, claustrophobic or like pressured on your brain you know that's you can really use the medium well to create any type of emotion, also happy emotions. And yeah. you're currently working on a new project, yeah. uh, the Gay Simulator. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, uh, Gay Simulator is going to be uh, a little bit of a bigger VR experience than I made before. It's going to be about uh, the story of being a lesbian person. And uh, that comes also with, of course, the discrimination and homophobia that still like flows around in the Netherlands, but also in Western culture in general. Um, so that's sort of the core of the work to show like the general public <laughs> that these problems still exist. But I try to put it in sort of... Uh, yeah, a sort of game platform. It's not like a heavenly triple A game, of course, but there's gamified elements. And I hope that using those game elements, players sort of get in the story really easily because being gay is not just uh, bad things in general. So it's also about like falling in love, uh, having your first girlfriend, go on a date, uh, be part of the LGBTQ community. Um, so these game elements sort of push the player to do fun things but also at some point in the vr experience things that they don't really like but the game elements will push them to go on and experience something that they don't know anything about you know so they don't get stuck in a way at the moment you're already in full preparation for stripe festival 2023 um, because you are in the midst of a co-creation process for Stripe Space Makers. Um, now, for the listeners who don't know, Stripe Space Makers is an educational program that challenges students to think and rise above their expectations. Together with an artist, these students work towards a joint art project, for example, an installation, a film screening, or a workshop. And for the current edition of Space Makers, you are the artist who is working together with the students. How is it going up until now? <laughs> it's going very well. Uh, we have a very nice group of uh, very enthusiastic young people. And uh, I mean, I'm also still like, we, we all are sort of in the same age group. So that's really funny. Uh, and they all come from very dif different disciplines, I must say. Uh, so there's musicians, there is uh, like spatial design. There's people who study marketing and writing. Uh, so that's really interesting, I think, to uh, to be with so many different type of makers. And some of them are more experienced. Some of them are still in the beginning phase. But we are like having a good time together. I feel like we connect well, all of us together. Um, and it's just very fun to like help them or guide them in, in my creative process. And for the ones who want to learn more about it. Yeah, I think... Uh, 
we're having a lot of fun and it's going very well so far. Nice. Can you tell a little bit more about the focus of the projects? <laughs> yes, we uh, we are just like in the beginning of our research phase in which we have to work with the topic of Stripe Festival, which is the art of listening. Um, and of course, in all of my works, I tend to work with social socially relevant uh, themes that yeah I, I'm fascinated about at that moment of time. Uh, and also, uh, of course, I brainstormed with them together. Okay, like what are the themes we think are interesting and that most people feel something about? And so we came on the topic of uh, climate change and climate doom because it's something like all of us in the group experience, the form of climate doom where, you know, there is a lot of shit going on in terms of climate change, but so much is happening that you kind of start to feel powerless also because you feel like it's kind of out of your reach to do something and that may be resulting in that you stop doing anything at all or feel a little bit depressed about it. Uh, So there's a lot of feelings about that. And now we are trying to research uh, how we can sort of fight this climate doom among like our generation. Uh, So how can we motivate people again through virtual reality to like make them aware of that all the little bits will help. You know, if everyone works together, we can still make a big change. Also, there's of course a lot of big companies who have to do a big change, but so can every individual, uh, so to speak. I experience it myself too, in a way that when I, for me personally, it's sort of a social media thing where you get so many things about it on social media that you sort of like not responsive to it anymore you're like oh there we go another flood oh you know another rainforest (laughs) storm or like a a wildfire and then you're like sort of and that's really bad because you sort of start to get used to it yeah and and ignorance maybe yeah yeah i I recognize yeah (laughs) yeah and of course like most of the uh, the creators are like uh, around 18 20 and i'm like 26 so there's they're a little bit younger and i feel like for them I mean, what I see from them, they are having even more depressed feelings about it uh, because I'm sort of like just ignoring it. And they are really like, yeah, what's the point in, in trying to live my life if my my planet might be dead in seven years, you know? Uh, so it is a topic that I think is close to everyone's heart uh, in the group. <laughs> yeah, and maybe also difficult because I can imagine that having these conversations must be also uh, yeah. triggering their feelings as well. So yeah, and yours maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of course we have to brainstorm about it, and yeah, we talk a lot about our thoughts about it and how we would like approach this. So sometimes after a session, you can be you can feel a little bit like demotivated because like oh yeah, it's really bad yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, I can tell that we are also very happy and motivated to be like okay, but this is exactly what we want to fight. You know this feeling that we feel within ourselves. So yeah, I I think it will be okay. Like we we will find a way, and hopefully it will bring us a little bit of peace. Nice, <laughs> that's the spirit. Yeah. Did the students already have experience with VR and maybe experience it themselves, but also making or? No, um, some of them like tried it once or twice, like in a video game format or maybe at a at an exhibition somewhere. Um, but that's about it. So none of them know anything about the process of making a VR. 
but that's for me not a problem. I think that's also a lot of fun because when I was like 18, I wish I could have uh, done the same. Like I wish I could have uh, worked together with a, a VR artist who could teach me because in school they didn't really teach the same. Maybe now that's different, of course, because it's been a couple of years. But um, yeah, I, I and I, I think it's a lot of fun because it also takes me back to the first time that I started creating VR and I really want to try to motivate them because VR seems a little bit intimidating for a lot of people because there's a lot of technicalities you have to learn. But I always think like if I could do it, other people can do it too. You know, like I did it too with like zero experience, uh, learning it on YouTube tutorials, you know, it, it is possible. <laughs> nice. And um, of course, the, I think the nice thing about Space Bakers is the co-creation. So uh, mm. not only the students will learn from you, but you will also learn from the students, maybe. Yeah. And you, can you, uh, did you already experience that feeling of learning? Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot because we have um, a couple of musicians already. So that's for me, of course, uh, outside of like, okay, I did a little bit of sound design, but I've never made music. And I think it's really interesting how they approach the same theme from a, well, a, a musical background instead of me visual, you know? And um, there's also a girl in the group who has a lot of experience with writing and she's really good at sort of the sessions that we have and the things we, we talk about, she sort of puts them on paper in a beautiful story. And I was really impressed by it. Like, whoa, this is a really hard thing, you know? Uh, so I, I read her papers and I'm like, oh, this is super interesting to see like so many talents. And that's of course, when you make a project in general, uh, like a VR experience, for example, you're not gonna be working with 10 people who do the exact same thing, you know, maybe two or three, and then you have two or three sound designers, uh, some animators, you know, uh, a social media person, marketing person. So I feel like it's the same this way now. You know, we're with a group with a lot of different talents and that's how it should be when you create a work. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Looking very, very much forward to it because I think it's a really nice topic and also uh, fits the theme very well. Um, and about the theme, you already mentioned it, the art of listening. Yeah. Um, what or who do you think we should listen to more carefully in the future? <laughs> Well, I mean, if I look at the project, obviously I would say the planet. <laughs> it's how uh, we approached it in, in, in this project. Uh, but that also means listening to, because we're speaking about climate doom, also listening to the people around you and how they're feeling uh, and like support each other in a way. And for me, like the art of listening, when I started Space Makers, it, it meant so many things because it could also mean like, Listening, for example, if I look at Gay Simulator, listening to a group of minorities and telling their story. Um, but since I was already doing a project like that, I felt like my second most like thing I want to fight for right now is listening to the planet and the earth and nature. Um, so that's why we all of us sort of decided to go that way instead yeah. of uh, tackling more of a society problem. <laughs> nice. And I think VR is a good way of showing a story to many people. So in that way, it's also a listening experience, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it uh, will change some thought processes of people that see it and uh, in, in a positive way, like that they feel 
good again to like, okay, I will try to do my part and what I can with the easiest things. I hope, uh, like, if the audience can listen that way to the VR experience, I think we did a good job in the end. Nice. I'm looking forward to it and to um, maybe uh, change my climate doom to climate motivation. Yes. <laughs> Thank, you. So. And, uh, Thank you. See you at Spectrum. Yes. You listen to Here's to the Future, a podcast by Stripe, an Eindhoven-based organization that wants to set up an open dialogue with the public, artists, designers, media makers and thinkers about the relationship between people, experimental technology, society and the future.